Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the second big hour of Sports Central. Jason Matthews in the chair this afternoon. Dan on the buttons. I think we're going okay this Arvo. Dan, uh, you can shoot us a text anytime you like. 0457 736 736 or call us 1300 0111 70. Still to come, Katie Brown. She's at Broncos trial this afternoon. Uh, they're taking on Wynnum uh, in Brisbane. So that's the only other trial that I'm aware of in the NRL uh, and, of course, you've got the uh, the Indigenous uh, versus Maori All-Stars tonight. Uh, Scotty Sattler will be jo- joining us in just a sec. Uh, Michelle Still from Channel 7 will look at today's action in Beijing. Another chance of a medal uh, later tonight, about 11 o'clock. Uh, I'll talk to Michelle about that, and she's pretty excited about this. Uh, Brooksy, the producer, the illustrious uh, producer from Joel and Fletch with the latest draft news in the NBA. Geez. Some big news around Benny Simmons joining Brooklyn, uh, where Paddy Mills is. So we'll have a chat to uh, Brooksy about that. Uh, Joel Kane will preview tonight's All-Stars game. And let's bring in Scott Sattler, because during the week on Sports Day with myself, Scotty Sattler. Hello, mates. Hi, Jase. Um, thanks for dinner last night, mate. We had dinner last night, listener. And uh, Scott Sattler, of course, doesn't bring anything to drink and then drinks my my red wine. So <laughs> th- thanks for doing that, you bludger. It's called a veteran. That's what it is. <laughs> um, you you had a wonderful... Yeah, of course, we lost a couple of rugby league greats during the week and Johnny Raper and, and also um, Olsen Filipina. And you on Wednesday had a wonderful chat with Bob McCarthy. Uh, about his memories of of Chook, and um, I'm going to replay that chat a little later on this afternoon, mate. It gives me chills when I listen back to it. Just about, just listening to a legend like Bob McCarthy, mind you, he's got a hasn't he got a wonderful mind, um, and just his his memories of playing against and with Johnny Raper it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Jason. Um, you know, they played an era that that um, took in the 50s and 60s and finished in 69, Chook, and, and uh, guys like Bobby McCarthy and, you know, my father, and uh, they formed a, a great rivalry that St. George and Southside uh, over many, many years. And I remember my dad saying his favourite grand final that he won out of the four of them was 1971 because he finally beat the Dragon side in the 71 grand final. But a lot of the a lot of the legends like your... You know, like your, your rapers and your gazdies, and they'd all finished by then. Um, but Chook had such an amazing uh, impact, not only on rugby league, but most importantly that dragon side. And um, you talked to a lot of players that play against him, like your Bobby McCarthy's, and and they always used to say that Gazdie was great, Langlands was one of the greatest of all time, Billy Smith one of the great halfbacks of all time. But if you could control Chook, you could control pretty much most of the dragon side. He was the heartbeat of the side. He, he had so much great skill with the ball in his hand. He had a beautiful tackle technique and, and just had an engine that could go all day. And he was, 
know, he's not only famous for his on-field antics, but also his training ethic off the field. Um, you know, the, tra- the players back then, you know, see a lot of the a lot of the functional fitness training you see uh, in this day and age where people are making millions of dollars out of it. They were doing it back in the 60s, and Chuck was the leader of them all. Um, he was famous for having a big night on the turf. Uh, and, and then training. Then He'd pl- run 10Ks, wouldn't he? Yeah, so yeah, there, there were famous stories where they'd be playing the, the match of the round on Sunday and, at the cricket ground, and, and he'd be out all night and get home at 5 o'clock in the morning and he'd have a couple of hours sleep and then he'd go, and, he'd go for a 10K run and then go out and get him out of the match. And you'll hear Bobby McCarthy tell those stories a little bit later on. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he has been crook for a long time and we never want to see anyone anyone uh, pass away, and especially his family, his beautiful family. And, and, uh, and his, his mum, Carol, and I know Aaron and Stu really well, his sons. And, um, but, yeah, you know, I think if, even if you spoke to to the family, they would say that as, as sad as it is to see uh, see Chuck um, leave, uh, he has been in a he's been uh, has been in a great state for a long time with dementia, and, and it's not the way that we you know we see our fathers growing up. And, and I suppose he's he's been in a better place. And again, I'm not going to ruin the interview if you haven't heard it with Bobby McCarthy, but he thinks that Chuck may may not be joining some of those up in heaven. <laughs> He may be joining us somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it is, a, it is a, a very, very funny part of the interview, which um, I'm sure Chuck would appreciate as well. Um, yeah, very good. That'll come up, uh, I think, uh, just before 4 o'clock this afternoon. Um, and then, of course, you and I, mate, we started on air on Thursday night on Sports Day at 6 o'clock, and we learnt that Olsen Philippine had passed away at the age of, of 64 uh, in Westmead Hospital, and, and he was quite crook. And, mate, that, that rocked I, – I don't know about you, but I don't know if you noticed, that rocked me a little bit on, on Thursday night. Uh, two two yeah, greats of the game. Right? So, yeah, yeah, it was I, evident when I was with you, and because you, we'd only spoken to him you know, at the start of last year about his book being released. And what a great yeah. thing it is. If you're a listener out there that loves reading biographies, it's just called The Big O. It's an amazing story about a, an amazing man that had such a great impact on – the game of rugby league overall. He was so humble off the field. It's fair to say that in his yeah, New South Wales rugby league career, back then it wasn't the NRL, with, no. with the, the Tigers and a year with East and then with um, with North Sydney, that he wasn't the best week-to-week player. Um, but there were some coaches that didn't understand him because of his Polynesian background, and he struggled with that. But the minute that he put on a, a black jersey, a New Zealand jersey, he was... Yeah, he was. Uh, as soon as he put his mouth guard in, like flicked the switch at the back of his, the back of his throat, and, um, and he turned into an absolute animal. You know, just one of the, the real proud uh, Kiwis or representative players we've ever seen in the game. So, you know, he's a he's a special man. I suppose where he where he sits out amongst the others is that the effect that he had on the Polynesian community playing rugby league. You know, back when back when Olsen was playing in the New South Wales. Wales Rugby League, I think there was about just under 1% of the rugby league population was Polynesian. Now, with the, the statistics that were done last year in relation to the NRL and, and junior rugby league, it's over 50% Polynesian population the game now. And, and Olsen Filipina was the real pioneer in relation, in relation to Polynesian players being identified and then, and then creating a pathway to come to Sydney and, and, mm. and play rugby league. So, you know, he's He's got a huge standing within the game. Mate, and, and he did face racism during the game, and he also nearly gave up at one stage. He rang his mum and 
And I remember him saying this in the interview. He rang his mum and his mum said, you're not going anywhere, you stay there. And he goes, that was it. There was no, yeah. there was no if or buts. When mum said I had to stay in Sydney and make it work, that's when I knew I had to make it work. And he remained a, you know, a garbage, a garbologist <laughs> up until yep. until he passed away. And, you know, he yeah. was a, he was a ba- he was a battler, wasn't he? he? He was. And, you know, I, I messaged our good friend Steve Blocker-Roach. He's over in Ireland at the moment seeing his son um, and seeing his, his granddaughter, um, newly born granddaughter. And I, I was talking to him on just on social media, I'm just on messaging saying, you know, sorry to hear about it, he go, because I know how close they were. And he said, I, I'd learned a couple of weeks ago that he'd been admitted for kidney failure into Westmead and knew he was crook, but didn't anticipate this was going to be the outcome. So, you know, it's going to have a huge effect on a lot of people that were that were really close to the man. But, you know, especially the Polynesian community, um, you know, the, the Maori community, the Samoan community, uh, who, um, who really see him as a trailblazer. Mm, no doubt he'll be honoured tonight in the NRL All-Stars game at Combank Stadium. Just on that, should have Luttrell been in that um, Indigenous side tonight? No, I don't think he should have been. Uh, a lot of people say that, you know, you know spiritually and because of the, the culture and the significance of the game that he should be allowed to play. And I don't think he should be allowed to play in the Charity Shield game as well. Jason, and I don't mean that from a negative standpoint. It's more about protecting Luttrell, I think, because... Latrell plays with such passion and such aggression, an aggression that I love and a passion that I love. And, and he's still got two weeks to serve. And I think if you throw Latrell in, in any situation where he hasn't played rugby league for a long time and he may say to himself and the coaches may say, just ease yourself into the game. That's just not the way Latrell plays. He plays mm. at a breakneck speed. So to throw him into a charity shield game or a really emotional game that's really close to the soul of uh, both the Maori and, and Indigenous players in tonight's game, who knows what happens? You know, who knows that he carelessly may come in contact with the head of another player and he's two weeks all of a sudden becomes another four weeks. But he needs we to control that, that even just in the NRL week to week. You know, yeah, you can't be worried about that. that. But it's easy to say that. It's really hard to do it when the adrenaline's pumping, you're in the game, you're being challenged. And, and he'll mature as a player, but I just I don't want to put him in a situation where where that two weeks could turn into four and we're, we're missing one of the best players in the game for the first three or four weeks of the competition. So to protect Latrell, I don't want him playing charity. I don't want him playing the Indigenous game tonight. I know it means a lot to him, but for me, it's about getting Latrell on the field. And if these games are seen as important as what they are, the representative game for the All-Stars game and the Charity Shield game is televised, as always been said, as a really important trial for the game. Use those as two of his suspensions, suspended games. And he starts the season... I think, I think that is the best, the best option for Latrell, and I think it's the best option to protect him. So I want to mm. see the best by round. Oh, mate, I don't, I don't agree with you. I think with the All Stars, and we had a discussion about this during the week. I, I think we should have the best players available. Um, I don't think it should count as one of his suspended games. He should still do another two games when the season starts. But this is, this is a promotion for the game, and and I think. The best players available should be playing. If he's not injured, then he should be playing. And I think we need to look at that because this is an advertisement for the game. It's an advertisement for culture within the game. And I, 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 I want to see the best players playing. It's a pre-season game. He should be allowed to play. It's not for premiership points. He should be allowed to play. But we'll move on. Yeah, this, is class is a represent- this class is a representative fixture, which is a really important part of the calendar. So... Mm. Um, 
yeah, they either, they either, I think, I think they either wipe two of his games at the Charity Shield and the and the Indigenous All Stars game, uh, or they let him play. Either way, I, I want to see Latrell round one, and we're not going to see that because he's still got another game to serve. Um, if I'd love to see him round one, mate. For two games to serve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Sats, I'd love mm. to see him in that grand final last year. <laughs> That's, <laughs> I reckon you and I talk about this a lot. I reckon that was the difference between the two teams. Twenty-eight days till the comp starts. I see Caelan Ponga's old man Andre revealed in an interview with uh, News Corp. I think it was that his son isn't going anywhere, so he's not leaving Newcastle. And he and he put it down to the great Joey Johns returning to Newcastle. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I'm really glad to hear this. Is if, if this is actually the case, you know, they've offered him the captaincy. He hasn't made a decision on that yet. I always thought if he accepted the captaincy, he's going to be there long term and take up those two options in his favour, 23 and 24. Um, but it's great to see his dad, who is also his manager, come out and, and say that that he's that he's um, he's going to pitch his flag at Newcastle for an extended period. And I've got to say, really smart work by Newcastle. Because it is a chess game. It doesn't matter what sport you're playing. The decisions you make uh, invariably affect your future. And for them to offer him the captaincy, that's a one. It's we want you to mature into that role anyway. So we'll give it to you now rather than wait a couple of years. Uh, a couple of years later, we need you to mature into that role of being a leader and hopefully bring even better form out of him, out of Caelan. But it's also a fire over the bow to say, well, we need to know whether you're committed to us for long term. And then bringing Joey Johns back as a coaching consultant, where I'm, I'm figuring that Joey wouldn't spend every day at Newcastle because he lives in Sydney, but he'd be up there maybe one or two days a week. But you know, to be able to position him alongside Kalen as well, it, it gives the ability for Kalen to, to really stargaze and, and have mm. access to one of our greatest players of all time. So I've got to say from Newcastle, they're really fighting for their future by making really smart off-field decisions, which which consciously uh, it's a method to their madness. And I think it's a great work by Adam O'Brien and, and Danny Badira as their general manager. And if it is right, geez, it's nice to see some loyalty, isn't it, with Absolutely. players nowadays? Absolutely. It's yeah. it's not something we see a lot a, of, Sats. He's always been a really well-grounded kid, Kalen, uh, and you can tell that when he talks about the importance of his family and um, and how close he is to his family. A lot of decisions he makes are based around his family. And um, and if he does stay in Newcastle for those two years that are in his option, I, I've got to take my hat off to the kid for uh, showing something in the game that we don't see quite often these days and, and quite frankly you can you can understand why players chase chase huge money chase huge contracts but at the end of the day Kalen's always going to be on seven figures wherever he goes so he's not missing out mm. Hey mate I've got a text here 0457 736 736 um, I'm going to blush a bit when I read this today boys just love that Woogie is on the Savo how's that eh I wonder if my family have sent this through uh, should be more of him in Badge and Sats. Fellas, can I ask if Chris Nelson has put in tips for Caulfield this Arvo? My daughter is being hosted there and would love to give her a tip or two. Cheers, fellas. Murph in Coldstream. Well, he's one of our contributors on, on Sports Day. Thanks for the text, Murph. Murph, advice from so- Scott and I, you don't, you don't want Chris Nelson's tips. You, yes, you want your daughter. You want your daughter to have a great afternoon and maybe put a couple of bucks in a pocket, not hand it over. I've got a tip, I've got a tip for you. Oh, Randwick no. Race 2. Race 2, I think it is called Law of Indices. No, it's Race... Okay, listeners. It's it Race, race six? 6. It's Race, race six. 6. Law of Indices. And I've already given that as a tip because you and I got it from the whole, basically the horse's mouth. Yeah. Well, the horse Didn't can't we? talk. But, yeah, but someone very close to the horse, absolutely. 
Is that class is inside of trading? I'm not quite sure. No, it's not. No, no, they're just okay. no. I don't. Let's shut up. Let's move on from this. Um, Dylan Napa made his debut in the Super League sats, and I don't know. Actually, you have seen this on social media. You actually sent it to me. Have a listen to this audio. Oh, Dylan Napa, big shot, and oh, Morgan Knowles didn't like that. Percival didn't like that, and Dylan Napa could be in trouble here. He absolutely bends him in half. Percival still down in back play, and everybody swarms towards Dylan Napa. Dylan Napa bang on the head. Oh, for Mark Percival, and no wonder from that challenge. Oh, he's in trouble. He's in big trouble. He's, he's gone for this. For me. Oh, no. Worse every time you see it. He's going to see the judiciary panel quite a number of times this year. Well, he's done concept player in the sin bin at the start of the game, and they've got a player red carded at the end of the game. On his debut, Dylan Napa is sent off for that challenge. <laughs> How is that, Sats? He's going to see the tribunal a few times this year. Ah. Yeah, you know, with, with Dylan Napa, and for the listeners who haven't seen the footage yet, it, it resembles a tackle that um, that he was uh, criticised for a number of years ago. I think it was at Suncorp Stadium, where he comes just by his side or out, or out from his side, and he basically there's no there's no intent to wrap your arms around. It's just, it's just about a shoulder to to the head, and um, there's no attempt to try and bend his back. And yeah, what I've, I've got no sympathy for Dylan to be quite honest, because he got warned mm. years ago, and he had a lot of time to change his technique. He's gone over there and thought, oh, it's not going to follow me. I can start again. And mm. I know as a front row, you want to try and intimidate and trying to to stake a claim, but. You know, he hasn't learnt, Dylan. He'll spend some time on the sideline, and he deserves it as well because he didn't attempt to bend his back, as I said. It was reckless. The only it was way, reckless. The, way the, only, the only way it was always going to end up was going to be contact with it. It was reckless and it was intentional. So I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he gets anywhere from five to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, before we let you go, mate, just um, – and I know it's a big day for you today because it's your lovely wife, Beck's uh, birthday tomorrow – is it? So and it's your anniversary. Sitting, Birthday and anniversary I'm sitting, I'm on sitting Sunday. sitting here now watching her in a restaurant, sitting by herself at the table while, while I have to talk <laughs> to you. So. I reckon she'd be pretty happy. Before we let you go, hello, SCN. Olsen played for my favourite team, North. I reckon he should have played for West. Every time he put on a black jersey, he went nutso. Man of the match, just like Rod Reddy. He would be plucked from reserve grade to represent his country. That's from Redmond. True. Mm, yeah, no, he's great. He's a great, great man, Olsen Filippano. And when we spoke to him, uh, that, that great interview we had with him last year in the launch of his book, you can just tell, you can just tell he's a happy go lucky, big happy go lucky guy that just appreciated every opportunity that he got. Mm. Absolutely. All right, Sats, I'll let you go and have lunch with your lovely wife, Beck. Thanks for joining us on Sports Central. And Sats and I will be back Monday night from six on Sports Day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, mate. No worries. Thanks, Woggy. See ya. See you, mate. There you go, Scotty Sattler. Uh, on Sports Central. We better get to a break. There's a lot of stuff going on in the NBA uh, at the moment as well with uh, the draft. I, I'm Look, I can't keep across it, but I'll tell you the man who is all across it, he loves his NBA, 
Uh, Brooksy from Joel and Fletch joins us next on Sports Central here on SEN. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.